What is up, friends? This is Taylor from Game Devs Quest with this week's quick tip. Shout out to Manbeard Games for the tip. You ever run in that situation in Visual Studio where you need to move a line up or down a few spaces? Well, instead of using Control-C, Control-V, try holding down Alt and then pressing up or down. This will move the line up a space or down a space. It's pretty simple. What's up, everybody? I'm taking the reins today. I'm putting on my big boy pants. <laughs> Welcome to Game Dev's Quest, uh, your once weekly podcast chronicling our journey into game dev. I'm Taylor. I'm Rhett. And we have a very special guest today. He's one of my favorite Twitch streamers. We got Josh Chu on here. So Josh Chu, go ahead and say hello. Talk a little bit about yourself and uh, what you're up to, man. Howdy, everybody. How you doing? Like, yep, I'm, I'm Josh Chu here. Glad to be here hanging out and finally able to like just 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 chat <laughs> and share yeah, what I've been man. doing. Yeah, so Josh Chu's a Twitch streamer. He's been on uh for a while. It seems like he got a pretty big following. Uh I found your stream from Krasenstein, who uh I'm a big fan of, and ever since I started watching your stream, just had a blast watching you. Um you're one of the only uh, streamers that I watch that actually plays games. Most of the streamers I watch are all game dev. Um, so I'm interested in kind of your experience on Twitch, um, how you balance the whole game dev thing and gaming. Um, so talk a little bit about how you got started. What like what brought you into uh, Twitch streaming in general? Oh, oh man. Um, so Twitch streaming kind of came about... Like, I'd been doing game dev for about three years up to that point, and I just wanted to make sure I wasn't deving in a black hole, you know? Like, and so I I always kind of, like, watched Twitch casually here and there, and I wandered in and, and realized, oh, there's a... No, no, no. There was two things. I didn't realize there was a game development section, and then I wandered into Jeff Dev's stream. Um, if you guys know him, one time, and I was like, Yeah, I know his name. Okay, yeah, yeah. And and I was like, Oh, people do do game dev on here. And also before that, I had actually been on Twitch one or two times. Um, with with this, um, I kind of call him my game dev sensei. At one of my my old jobs, um, there was a like the creative director there had um, was teaching me some game dev stuff, and then he streamed on Twitch for for a little while, and I joined in on one and two of his streams, and so like those two things kind of kind of add, added up, and then I was like so deep into my own project that uh, I was like, let's just try to go live and see what it's like, and and just share, you know, like it wasn't very clear direct path. But, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, so, yeah. yeah, so it was kind of like you didn't want to just be sitting in a room by yourself, like making games, you wanted to share the experience with other people, basically. Yeah, yeah, it kind of, it kind of been like that because prior to that, um, I'd been working on my game for kind of a year, like full focus, almost doing absolutely nothing else, right? And, mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's it was isolating, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. And just doesn't seem that doesn't seem like like terribly, terribly healthy. Like the whole indie dev thing about um, you know, you're you're isolated. You're working really hard because I've been full time um on Cherry right now. Like that, and that's a whole other story. I can get into how I got got to this point. Um, yeah. But it was just kind of like. In order to do this, like, I'm very separated from, like, any amount of social interaction, like, anybody seeing what I'm doing, like, and it's just, I felt like it would be better to, to share. <laughs> and it's definitely nice. healthy. Yeah, well, that's been a big thing for me, um, really, really being consistent with making games. 
Um, cause I work full time in not game dev. I do it work and like making the time to like dedicate to your game is hard when you're super busy. So for me, like streaming on Twitch is a great way to like meet other game developers, but also, um, force myself to make games, you know, and I'm making progress all the time cause I'm always streaming. Um, so when you say, uh, you're, you're full time with cherry, is that yeah. your, your full-time job now? No, no. Well, I mean, it's not really, it's not exactly lucrative, but what had happened was, uh, prior to, to going full-time on it, I, I'd been working like, so prior to, to game dev and Twitch streaming and all that, I worked as a QA tester in the game industry, right. For about four years, mm-hmm. five years. Somewhere around there. Nice. And the, the last two years of those, I was like, okay, uh, time to get out of QA. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's see what I'm good at, right? So I started, uh, I just opened up Unity, and I started looking at some tutorials, and I was like, well, I'll uh, try to make a small project, one level, see figure out what i'm good at um i mean that's not what happened four years later but but um (laughs) (laughs) but it was like uh bit by bit i tried to have a team initially and i figured like oh we could all learn together but people had like real life to take care of you know and and, uh i really just kind of wanted to make the game so i was gonna have somebody 3d model but they had to do stuff and so I started learning the 3D model. Someone's gonna help me program. They got busy. I started learning how to program, lie, and then bit by bit, I just started doing the whole project. And I was really into it. Like at the time, um, what I was doing was I had like an hour and a half commute to my current job, or maybe about an hour. So what I would do was I was so excited about developing games that I would come home from work like immediately like start learning and deving until maybe like 2 a.m or whatnot maybe 3 a.m like far far late too late for somebody with how long of a commute i had (laughs) and then um, maybe after four hours of sleep i would wake up go to work at work i would sleep like an hour at lunch like i I'd, i'd gotten just really into it and then and then after work i'd probably sleep like another hour to wait out traffic and then go back and just game dev again, right? <laughs> and um, and so while doing that, I had a friend who was just kind of like, every time I would see him, um, I would just be talking about making the game and talking about how exciting it, it, it all was and how much I was into it. And he was like, uh, you know, let me support you. Let me support you. Let's set up a situation and, like, you could at least finish this one. You could at least finish this one, right? And, um, you know, I kept saying, nah, 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 for the longest time. And then finally, um, I think my, my last QA job let me go. And and I was kind of like, yeah, you know what? Before I go back to work, like, l- let me ask. I'll, I'll set up a super cheap situation. I'll be really poor, right? And, and pretty isolated. <laughs> but, like, I'll live as cheaply as possible. And just try to try to finish this you know it's like i mean i gotta take a crack at something like this at least once right so i moved in with the relative uh and then he supports me uh the rest that i need and i've just been living really really cheaply uh until i finish cherry and it's been pretty darn rewarding right and and honestly um the twitch has helped with that because when you don't like you know like I've isolated myself to this situation, right? So it's nice to have a connection and outlet and things like that to, to with other people and whatnot. So, but yeah. man, that's so cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't know that about you. I knew you used to do QA stuff, but that's like that's crazy. I wondered because um, you only do one night of game dev, right? Yeah, like one yeah. stream of game dev a week. So I wasn't sure, like how how that all fit in like how you found the time because i thought you were still doing qa oh yeah so yeah no so you're actually working on on your game like throughout the day oh it, pretty it's, much every day then right yeah pretty every day almost almost all day is wow. is cherry dev it's like i wake up um you know i have a two footstep commute <laughs> to my computer <laughs> and i just sit down and 
and I just work, you know, like I would stop for lunch. Uh, if I have to go buy food, I go buy that. And, and then I just pretty much work, um, like, like forever until I go to sleep. <laughs> like, like my, my streams where I'm playing games are the only time I play video games, right? Like the rest okay. of the time is spent, spent working really. <laughs> Dang. So, um, for those of us who don't know, can you explain, uh, what, what your game is about? Oh yeah, absolutely. So Cherry in the Sky is an umbrella flying platformer, Mary Poppins platformer, and <laughs> it's very much. I felt like 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 there's very much. So so the basic premise right is um, your little sister gets kidnapped by a jealous princess that wants her own sister, and so you have to chase her castle down across the sky to get her back, right? And and the focus of it is. Not I say platformer, but it's not so much on jumping. The jumps don't quite matter. It's about like the unique umbrella control, using the umbrella in the wind, trying to keep bad guys from stealing it, and, and then you have to grab it back. And it's about like graceful movement, and you know I think things that platformers typically don't don't focus on. So like I'm I'm really happy with uh, how it's turned yeah. out. That's awesome. What I I love I love that your game is like it's not the typical you know, beat em up, violent game, you know, like <laughs> your character is a woman and uh, it just, when I watch you develop on it, it's it feels very kind of peaceful. And that's, like you say, it's not focused on jumping. It's about that whole umbrella mechanic, which is unique in itself. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm really excited for you, man. That's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, well, well when I was doing it, I was kind of looking at, um, you know, what kind of, isn't out there right that that i want and um i i I, like i want something between like so there's 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 like the atmospheric glowy like kind of rich colorful indie game but they're they're very artistic right which are which are cool and good Mm -hmm. and at the same time you have like the character focused platformer uh, and they tend to be super, really, super hard lately, right? Very, very super Meat Boy. And I was like, both of those I like, but I kind of wanted something like in between there, where it was really character based, it was very control based, but it was also, uh, it, it it was also kind of had like a laid back, like an atmosphere you're not really getting from platformers lately. And it's just, um, you know, and I say it very concretely now, but I a lot of that I got to from just kind of building from my heart <laughs> which is probably why things took so long too <laughs> yeah but, but yeah i mean another part of things taking so long is i thought i was making one level uh and now the game's got about a hundred 110 something like that oh wow quite over that yeah oh, i got a huge story wow. about that a huge story about that like um but it was pretty awesome so i mentioned um a, a guy who I kind of considered a game development mentor. It happened, I, I met him when I was working at Nexon uh, doing QA there, but uh, I would spend my lunch breaks. Oh, yeah, if I wasn't spending my lunch breaks sleeping while I was getting into dev, I was spending my lunch breaks learning Unity, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the creative director there who his, um, who had worked on the Medal of Honor series prior to being at Nexon. He worked on Medal of Honor for like 20 years. He saw me doing, uh, like, learning Unity on, on my lunch breaks. And he said, uh, he just, just happened, because I happened to sit near him. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Um, I'm learning Unity, Unity right now, too, and I'm doing my own little games. So it's just like, hey, why not bring your stuff in or your, your documents and show me what you got, and we can uh, hash some things out, right? And I was like, wow, really? Like, like free lessons? <laughs> like, shoot, yeah, all right. And so, um, you know, I brought my game in, and I showed it to him, and I had some other people play it. And it, at the time, it was, um, it was working really well for people who played games l- within, like me, and were kind of into games more like me. But anybody slightly outside of that, like, kind of wasn't, getting it right the umbrella mechanic wasn't it was unusual like i took a few leaps 
and I had like nine levels that you were playing in. And basically he pointed out to me, he was like, look, you think you have a simple game here? But it's far more complex than you realize. And we were in like this this long session where he was breaking down um, all of the development or all of the how you would design the level and how I needed to take my rather complex mechanics that seem simple and hash them out into a series of levels that are going to teach everybody how to play it. And in process of doing that, this this one level turned nine level game, then turned into 30 levels and then kept growing from there to like uh, pretty much like half the half the game is kind of spent with levels that are, are teaching them. But basically it was like, you know, it was just there's a lot more there to teach somebody than than you realize. And you really got to to uh, break it apart and teach them the language and then he's just and it was just like yeah he's right like i walked out of that <laughs> that lesson and my mind was was pretty pretty blown it took me a few days to di- digest the realization uh, about <laughs> maybe how much work i had had my had had to have had to have myself <laughs> yeah so that's that's a really interesting idea um and Rhett and i have talked about this before where we kind of complain about those games that uh you know, you buy a game and you, you want to start playing it and you have to sit through like 30 minutes of cutscenes and 30 minutes of like text <laughs> on like what this button does. Yep. So it sounds like your approach is to um, teach the player um, like kind of slowly through the gameplay, right? Like teach them oh. little nuanced things they can do. Oh yeah, in the yeah. game. Is yeah. that right? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, like, what do you have me do? And and what I do with my process for now is, I have this big, long, like just very dry, very boring list. Right, how it starts, where, like. This is running to the right. This is running to the right and jumping. This is running to the right, jumping, then opening your umbrella. This is running to the right, jumping, opening your umbrella with a point backwards and going left. And you just make a list of every single like possibility that the player might use. And then I took that list mm-hmm. and I broke that into... Um, I drew out fractions of a level, right? Representing each one. And then I started piecing those all together. And then it starts going from this very dry list into this very like organic kind of lesson and then they mesh up into levels and then and then what happened after I I had all the teaching in place there was it was um I was like well now that I know for certain that the player knows x y and z like I can make a b and c and d and f but yeah it it it, it was a long process but yeah the the teaching through through gameplay like I mean that's that's the best thing you have available to you in a game, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's much better than just reading like a giant title or a giant like help screen oh, filled with text. <laughs> like can you imagine if your game had like, well, if you want to open the umbrella and go left, like make sure you hit this button combination and then no one's going to ever remember that. <laughs> well, yeah, well exactly cuz that's like school, right? Sitting there in a desk, textbook open. You know, this, this, and that. I mean, games you can learn by doing, learn by playing. And then that's even better because that begins to build the, the emotional experience, right? Like the connection with the player. And like, that's the whole thing. Like, like you start a new game and I think part of the attachment or part of the wonder that you get over it from the long term is like you came in and you were a baby, you know, and you learned to walk, you, you learned to jump, you learned to do this, this, and that. And it's like, you know, you probably saw examples in the game, but it's also teaching you something that the kind of had in you already. And it's just, I mean, I just love that. <laughs> yeah, man. That's awesome. So um, at this point, like you're pretty far along in the development process. Do you have um, kind of a target gate, uh, date for when you're going to be done? And do you have target platforms you want to release on? Yeah, right now, like I have release date needs is going to be decided i'm hoping like within a week or two honestly right like oh, cool i'm oh wow co- yeah yeah it, she's she's really close to done like i don't want to say exactly until like i have a set of old qa friends and i want them to look at it first and then i'll have a good idea 
of um, how close I am, but I mean, I'm even hope, hoping for early July at this point, but uh, we'll see. Wow. And that's just for Steam, right? Steam would be first, just PC, because that's, that's easy with Unity. It's easy to port it over. I mean, honestly, there's probably going to be a little more QA testing before I like officialize it, but it's close, right? Um, nice. Since the game also works, like you just don't need ma- like mouse and keyboard is usually how I'm playing it um, when I'm testing it. But it also it's set up for dual analog play. And, oh cool! Oh cool! Yeah, so it can go on anything, and people have uh, dual analog play has been been working fine for anybody I've had play it. Like it's like it's pretty comfortable. People are fine with it. So I'm like, oh perfect. I mean, I like it too. So ultimately, <laughs> like with how easy it is to move things onto different platforms with Unity. Uh, I don't see why I couldn't eventually have it on everything. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, man, you'll um, have to uh, you'll have to reach out when you set a launch date, and we'll you know we'll help you push it. It'd be cool. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like I wish, I wish, like that's because like getting into that too is is I'm not um. You know, like that's I'm kind of learning that. Well, just like anything else, right? But learning marketing, learning launch dates and and releases and things like that. And honestly, the streaming has been super helpful with that. Like having to, I mean, not only are people like aware of the game, but people come in and you need to explain your game to somebody who's never seen it before. And I've been doing that for like a year at this point, you know. And yeah, and I've messed it up many times i've shown them the wrong level first many times and you start to understand how people think about things and and then then and then people kind of hand it to you and that's why it was like mary poppins platformer and that's what everybody's excited about right and and then the other thing too is telling the uh the story like the game isn't really a story game there's not that much story sister getting kidnapped and whatnot but like people really they, you know the question is like what is it mary poppins platformer uh, why Why am I playing it? It's like, oh, you're playing to save your sister. And then after that, it's kind of a clear segue into anything else. And that's just consistently hitting me every week, you know? And I'm like, okay, well, this is how, this is how we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that Twitch is a really good, um, like, low-stakes practice zone for marketing, right? Because you're marketing the whole time you're streaming, but like you said, every time somebody new comes in or you get hosted or rated by somebody, they want to know what you're working on. So there's your pitch, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like that, that's hard to figure out, especially as, you know, I've been working on this thing for four years, right? And you got to condense it down into like two or three sentences. Like you got to make it make <laughs> sense in five minutes. Yeah. And it's like, that's a very, very different still skill. Very different. <laughs> sure um so real quick because you mentioned um you're you learned pretty much it sounds like pretty much every aspect of game development like you've done this this game uh all on your own right you did all the the art the modeling programming you even did the music right yeah i did the music oh god the amount of time i spent on the music could have been like its own game (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what are you using? You mentioned Unity. And I know just from watching you that you're not, um, you're using kind of an older version of Unity, right? Because you're using the JavaScript. Is that right? Uh, not Java anymore. I recently converted to C Sharp because they've dropped JavaScript oh, you did? support. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, they sunsetted JavaScript. So I was like, well, time to uh, convert. And it's been a, a bit of a stumble because <laughs> for. Uh, <laughs> For me, being so used to Java, but I, but I done the only game jam game I'd ever done, I ever did, uh, was in C sharp. So I wasn't completely unfamiliar, but um, right. But yeah, it's 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 been a switch, and now my code is all messy. Like Unity provided this code converter, which is great, and I only had to fix like ten errors or so after I converted like fifty thousand. It was like fifty thousand lines of code, right? And it only <laughs> spit out like. 10, 10 errors, but um, it's it's so ugly and unorganized now. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> like that's one thing uh. I get from people who come in or who are like programmers or coders who really understand it is is um they would always compliment how clean my code was, right? And I was like, yeah, it might be um flawed in many other ways, but at least it's clean. But I can't even say that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
I was actually going to ask you. I was like, when you said you were going to C sharp, I thought you did it by hand. Which I was like, I was like yeah, wow. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, damn, that must have been tedious. <laughs> oh no, yeah, so, it was. It was. I mean, it would have been that. That would have definitely been painful. But um, yeah. But I mean, I still would have done it. I mean, I've done plenty of tedious things on this project, so <laughs> <laughs> it's just like well, one uh, more. I mean, you're this far in, right? It's like, what am I gonna do? Stop and complain? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, what version of Unity are you on now? Then the uh, latest? No, it's like 2017.3. The thing about it is, oh. I don't uh, update too often because, um, or like, I wait for an update. Like, I try to wait, and I go, "Oh, okay. Um, you know, this version of Unity 2018 has this and this going, has these and these bugs." Because it's just like with like project. It's like a hundred levels, you know, like I do an update and it's like, oh, they made some changes to the shaders and I have to manually adjust like materials across like the entire game. All right. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, you, you don't want to make a jump like every single version. It's just like, wait a little bit. And then um, now we're going to upgrade Unity. Wait a few more months. Okay. Now I'm going to upgrade Unity. And that's usually how it was done at places I'd worked too, like right. workflow wise and stuff. So. Yeah, I kind of wondered about that. Um, so when you first got started in the games industry, what was that like? Like when you did you go to college and did you like try to focus on QA or programming or anything? Or how did you how did you get your foot in the door? <laughs> so <laughs> in college, I was a creative writing major. Like before games, it was it was like novels were kind of my thing. And, and creative oh, writing nice, was nice kind of what I had focused on but I was always um I, n I never managed to accomplish quite what I wanted to with with my writing like and getting to a point where like oh this is something I really want to share this is something I really want to sell you know this is something I want to put out in the world and even though I, I I had I spent just as long on some books before as I did uh cherry so so this length of time on a project isn't really that new to me like or or having a big project but um, when I graduated, the economy bottomed out. Like that was the exact like like same time, right? So it was like there was like no jobs anywhere, right? And it was like, well, because at first I was like, okay, creative writing degree isn't good, but I should be able to find something, right? But um, it didn't really happen. And then I think my friend sent my resume into Square Enix's QA department. And uh, they were just like, oh, yeah, sure, come on in. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll go work on video games. I mean, that's <laughs> I, I'm like crazy. I, I play them all the time, sure. Uh, that didn't happen, though. That's the one company I worked at where I didn't do QA testing. I ended up doing customer service for Final Fantasy XI. Oh, my goodness. Oh, like, man. you don't... Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude. Sorts of, sorts of folks that called That's... in there. It was that wasn't a pleasant time. But after that, um, I was like, well, I guess I'll stick in games. And then uh, it was just more QA jobs following that. Activision, I was there for like a year. Uh, Atlas, I worked at for a year and a half. And then I went to an outsourced QA company, Digital Hearts, where I worked on uh, just for a lot of different companies working on a whole mess of different games and getting to be a QA lead on projects too. Like I was in charge. That was really, I mean, it was all really healthy. It was a, I was in charge of a team of 20 people there at one point, which was wow. a good experience. Yeah. That was payday to QA lead for that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. Oh, whoa. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Like, like, no, nah, <laughs> it was like, it was good. And, and then, um, from there and then that's, and then when I was at digital hearts, which was the name of that place, uh, that's where I started learning game dev on the side, and then two more companies followed that. Was I went to Nexon, and then I went to um, Inagent Entertainment, which I, I guess they're like Google Korea. I guess I've heard them described, and they had like a game division, and I worked there for a bit too. Like they had like two companies. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah. At a point, I was like, <laughs> I, when I started getting into the game dev so much, I was like, let's um, let's just keep. Each new QA job, I'll just treat it as um, expanding my 
my understanding of like the game industry or like a different company. Like let's go to a free to play company. Let's go to a triple A company. Let's go to like this kind of company and and learn more and um, see everything basically from the bottom up because QA that's bottom rung, right? But I was like, but when I had a lot of open time, I would just be like, what files are public <laughs> in all the servers? Let's see how all the different departments work, you know, like what what you're allowed <laughs> to see. And um, you know, I just kind of kept, uh, I just kind of kept learning everything. So, but that's so cool, yeah. man. Um, so I guess I don't fully know what QA looks like in game dev. Like, are, are people who are QA testers are they playing the games, like trying to find all the bugs? Basically, are they doing any kind of scripting and things like that? Or uh, what did your your job look like at that point? Yeah, well, I mean, it's at different levels. Like at the at the there there's just a gameplay level where you're playing, you're running checklists, you're trying to find bugs, you're going through the game like two times every single day. Uh, there's also <laughs> uh, an automated level where you're running automated scripting tests. Um, that's usually like a bit of a higher position, and then you know you're checking like all all the connections to the servers and and things like that and whatnot, scripted testing, and then. It depends on like where, what kind of company you're at too, because it can change quite a bit. Like you know, let's say Activision, it's you're spending a lot of time like looking at like like the game as it's being created. So like textures are missing, levels are incomplete, um, general balance checks, things like that that you're running through. But like say if you're at Atlas, where it's a localization company and the games are already done in Japan, but you know, you got these huge, massive novels that with more text than like War and Peace, right? Like, <laughs> and and um, all these split paths and specific text that is only going to appear like when you get to the last boss on the third day when the moon's up. Somebody has to like get there, um, you know, when the text is actually in game and make sure there isn't like a misplaced like semicolon or a text string that's too long and crashes the game right so you usually have usually a smaller team but it's like you're going down this character's path you're going down this character's path you're going down this character's path and it can take forever to check the the text in those games I can imagine yeah so yeah. it's huge wow <laughs> that's crazy dude um so now that you've been through that cuz it sounds like you were there for quite a you know quite a number of years at least 5 right yeah, um, yeah. How did that like help you become a better game dev? Like, are you when you're doing your game dev on streams? I notice you play a lot, which <laughs> a lot of people that are doing game dev streams, it's like lots of coding. Are is that just like the QA tester in you, like going through all the different scenarios, trying to like work out all the bugs, or like how much time do you spend? Do you think QA testing your own game? Yeah, probably. Well, the thing too is on stream is it's like a lot of times I'm I'm looking for whatever what is going to work well for streaming game dev, right? Since I only do it one day a week, mm. I kind of leave what I think is going to stream particularly well, especially cuz like most mm. of my audience isn't game dev, right? Like like a yeah. portion of it, but but mostly. So, yeah, I'll do a, a lot of the QA testing on stream and, and that helps substantially like well, actually I like to, to, to go through it and while other people are seeing it and like I feel even though it hasn't been handed off to my, my, my QA buddies yet like I feel pretty confident about the um, structural integrity, integrity the, the amount of bugs or whatnot that, that may be present because I feel like I built it like a QA tester you know like because <laughs> yeah. because i noticed that like once i when i was still doing qa but i'd learned how to program and i'd learned how to do all these other things i could see like i would get an issue and i was like this dude coded it and never checked it right like clearly <laughs> clearly or it's just like of course that was an error so um i think i think it's kind of helping helping with time time like that overall but um yeah, I mean, that's just kind of like sliding off. Plus, the other thing is when I stream, I like playing my game too much. So, hope <laughs> they get on me about it. They get on me. It's just like, it's just like, 
Okay, yeah, Josh was coding like, um, you know, the fruit recognizing it was being grabbed, but he's just been playing for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> so get back to work. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's, it's hard because I managed to make like, like the game I've always wanted to play, like, or one of them, you know. And so, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's still helpful because I'll find bugs all the time. I mean, there's always plenty to, uh, plenty to suss out, but... But totally. Yeah, I bet with a hundred some levels. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that was oh my goodness. <laughs> like, like it's it's that that was a monster. But like building the levels, that was probably one of the um, roughest tasks. Like now, now that I understand um, tool construction for Unity a bit better, I would make tools to speed that process up. But building the levels, making the music, and I guess, I guess, yeah, kind of the, I guess the art in general. Those were kind of the things that kind of took the most time. Like the coding, coding isn't so bad. It's like once you have something coded, it's, it's there. And then I just copy paste somewhere else, augment it slightly. It's like it's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, other, the other thing too. Yeah. The other thing too is, um, I realized. I I so like like I'm kind of an, I'm I'm pretty emotional guy when I create stuff, right? Which I guess is good for being artistic and creative and whatnot. But it it it, it it's a strange process where programming is not really about your feelings, right? And and then it's kind of nice because that's that kind of ends up being a relief because it's just like either it works or it doesn't. Either you showed showed it what to do or doesn't like. You know, coding. You said you have the stupidest um, thing in the entire world, and you just have to give it good directions, and either it understands them or it doesn't, right? right. But like with music, it's like the music, particularly. It's like if my first draft of all my songs, which um, I know a lot of my music hasn't been on stream or whatnot, but I'm gonna start sharing that soon. It's not. I don't, it, it, I'm I'm feel proud of it, <laughs> but like I'll start yeah, off. I've heard some of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll start off. I, I, with, oh, I'll start off Good, with the sorry. first draft, and like it's giving me a headache. It doesn't loop well. <laughs> uh, it's just like, what is like? Oh, like nobody, nobody can hear the first drafts of a lot of the songs I made. It's like, what is this? What is this garbage? But then the end result <laughs> is so much better. But the thing is, I f- intensely feel how bad it is while it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to keep just you're sitting there all day just working on it working on it and just just feeling the pain until it feels great and then once it's great well now i feel good but it was the process of getting there it's just oh what uh, yeah. what tools do you use to make music uh music it's just i i fell on to reaper um oh nice yeah and and that's what i use just because uh my buddy who who well he was working at a music store at the time he was just uh, when I took it, went to him to uh, ask him for soundtracking help. That's what he had, and so like that's kind of what I started learning. And then, um, yeah, like most folks, folks, like most folks, he he got busy with with real life, right? Like, I mean, not everybody has time to sit and, and dev the game all day, like I do. And then, so I just kind of ended up <laughs> continuing on in Reaper. And I mean, and I it's it's all by hand. Like I have like he gave me a MIDI keyboard, but it doesn't work and and it's it's but yeah it's just bit by bit I got better and it's been interesting because like cherry so 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 my instrument the instrument I really learned to play was like I'm a drummer right like drums I play yeah and we're we both all drummers are too actually <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we Rhett and I used to play in bands together so yeah yeah I've heard you guys mention that on on the podcast before like yeah but but uh it. It, Cherry's soundtrack, you know, I had the game, I was looking at the game, and I was like, oh, the music that's going to work for this, like, there's going to be, like, no drums, right? So, like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, not at all. I mean, and I I, play, I played guitar, too, and I had some piano experience from when I was younger, so I was like, okay, we're going to have to kind of learn things this way, we're probably going to have to focus more on rhythm than, than melody and whatnot, and um, it, I, I feel, I feel like it, it panned out, because it's really interesting like the music basically music and service to gameplay um or a video game just in general is very it's very it's very different like once i kind of started letting the game dictate what i was gonna make it was like well here's the rhythm of hitting the controller here's the flow of the level here's the speed things should go and then like over time 
the music kind of brought itself out out, out of that, and it's it's uh, really cool. I don't think I would be able to compose um, raw quite as well as as I feel like I've been able to do for the game. Yeah, it, it's quite a bit nicer to have like that. Um, yeah, like not necessarily input, but kind of like you said, like that direction given to you by like you know the game, or it's kind of the same for like film or something. You know, you just like let what you're feeling kind of dictate what the music's going to be. Yeah. Well, and there's different motifs. Like your game has a lot to do with like air, right? Because you're <laughs> like floating around with the umbrella. So obviously you're going to have kind of like a, you know, maybe like a flute is going to be a big, um, yeah. you there's know, some wind flutes instrument in there. is going to be a big, yeah. Flute strings. So. I spent a lot of time looking at, well, because I like um, symphonic music. Well, I like almost all kinds of music, right? But I spent a lot of time looking at like how a symphony would be panned properly and what instruments are what and i really had it was really time to dig in and learn and then figure out okay well if i have like my violins and violas over here but i also have like an 8-bit synth on this trap like (laughs) where am i gonna locate that and and it's all been it's all been very fun the sound's been fun something that was painless for sure was um the sound effects like I, I usually have those muted when I'm streaming it too, but it's like either like all the bad guys and whatnot use 8-bit generated sound effects from um, like what's the program called SFXR something like that and that I that oh, I retool. BFXR? Yeah, yeah. And then I I retool yeah. them like 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 there's seven bad guys and two different groups of bad guys in the game so it's like 14 in total but then their sound effects cover like an octave because i pitch shifted it all to uh to match that so each different bad guy has like a different note on the keyboard and like that's just like subtle stuff that's gonna be like you know back there and then the sound like i'm happy with like a lot of the natural sounds in the game like the wind and um like the one world that has waterfalls i recorded those on hikes you know and nice and then put them oh that's awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> were you just using like your phone or something, yeah, or do you have phone. like a full blown I, I, with your I, phone? Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'd like a nice audio set. I like a lot of nice stuff for like a lot of different things someday, you know. But like, I, I was yeah. just kind of like, okay, well, let's work with what we have right now, right, and see how we can do that. So. Yeah, man, it's the indie way. Dude, plus, and, like nowadays, like the quality of your phone is gonna still be pretty good yeah exactly like i was listening to some bands the other day and they're like you know it used to kind of be a gimmick but they're now it's it's becoming more and more you know i guess regular or mainstreamed it's like here's an album that we recorded live in our house with our iphone <laughs> you know single track <laughs> it's like yeah. and it sounds good you know it's just like a different yeah. kind of a different sort of well, texture I mean, or yeah. Look how we do the podcast, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like zero budget. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you know, it shows how far it's come, though, because I remember when I first started podcasting, it was like, oh, shit. Like, how are we going to do this? You know, it was, took yeah. effort. Now, everything's just becoming more and more intuitive and more and more just, you know, mainstream and easy to use. So, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then at the same time, it's like intuitive, easy to do it by yourself. But then there's like an authenticity uh, to, to, to it all. Because that's one thing I, I focused on when making Cherry or kind of anything I do, like the streams, anything. It's, um, you know, since I'm not a super giant, huge company, mega armored and, and whatnot, it's like, well, what do you have going for you? And it's like, well, a level of vulnerability right and, and and authenticity and um i mean that was kind of one of the keywords in making cherry it's like i would draw like i was like i'm not a super incredible artist but i can make something charming and i can pick some good colors so it's like well let's make the character and then when i converted everything to 3d models i was like let's keep intact like my bad lines on the trees i made or you know how like like improper like this building was kind of drawn and just keep it like everything a little scuffed so that it's got uh, like a personal touch you know yeah yeah that's cool looking at the screenshots i i really appreciate the art style of it it feels really nice oh like i'm 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 so happy with it (laughs) (laughs) yeah man i was just gonna say it's really impressive like and your talk 
about authenticity it really hits home with me because I always talk about how I appreciate you know the indie scene and also just like indie films where you feel like you're getting in the mind of the creator you know and you could tell oh, like yeah. when you're talking about panning like just the panning of different instruments man like I could tell you put your heart and soul into it so it makes me want to play it even more you know oh yeah yeah man like like literally there is there's a background like these are these are secret levels but I was like yeah okay heart all in there are these two drawings well like painting kind of drawings things that i made in third grade and fourth grade that my mother preserved um in frames (laughs) my entire life and i the flowers are like like the kind of pine cone kind of weird things that are in the background are directly lifted from from those from those uh art pieces or whatnot right (laughs) i was like (laughs) that's so cool dude yeah that's awesome it makes it like 100% you, man. So um, I, we've been talking a lot about game dev, and I, I don't want to derail it if everybody wants to keep going down this route. But <laughs> you know, the other thing that you do on Twitch a lot is uh, a lot of uh, gaming things yeah. like that. And I figure, like you know, it's probably a good way to like sort of recharge your creative banks your creative fuel tanks playing some <laughs> yeah. games and doing that whole th- sort of thing. So I don't know if you want to talk about that and like other ways that you kind of recharge or. Oh, totally. Totally. No. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, playing the games is as much interconnected to game dev as, as anything else really, because, um, you know, one thing I've always liked to do is like, I'll play a game, I'll finish it. And then I like to go online and, read reviews and message boards and YouTube videos and see people who love it and see people who hate it and complaints and all the different communities. And I just, I want to see how people are responding to things. Right. But streaming the game, it's like, Oh, I get to, people come to me (laughs) and, (laughs) and I have all those discussions and I interact with all those communities and I get to talk to like the high level players or the speed runners or like the hardcore fans. And I understand how everybody's, how everybody's thinking about the game. And I think not only does that feel great, because that's how I'm used to playing games, right? Like I'm oldest of four kids, so I'm used to playing games and just kind of hanging out. I loved arcades, you know, so that's very natural and that's something that's kind of missing otherwise particularly right now right but but by the same token and and it's just great to be able to give people a good time when i'm just 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 doing what i would do anyway right like just playing a game yeah but yeah. um <laughs> it's it's helped me substantially with game dev as well because the sort of things people reacted to or would say about things i was like like a, like a good one. Uh, one of the games that made Cherry look um, substantially like 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 better that improved the that led me to improve the graphical fidelity in a way I hadn't seen hadn't been aware of before was when I played through Hollow Knight, and everybody was coming in and saying how, how beautiful it was, right? And I was like, well, yeah, this is a beautiful game, but I don't quite understand. Um, like, I, I don't think I understood, right, like, like quite the, the level of reaction people had to it, because I'm not, I'm not really a visual um, fidelity person, not on that same level. But then I realized, I don't know, it was something weird between how people were reacting and then me trying to figure out what exactly they were seeing. And I was like, then I realized, oh, they're using a lot of post-processing here, the depth of field, um, how they're handling the layers, the vignetting. Like and the bloom and, and whatnot, and I just I hadn't been aware of that um, right. before people came in and were reacting to Hollow Knight, you know, or other games like that, and and so it's also really informing me uh, as as a developer, just being able to sit there and, and and hang out and and talk about the games and what people like, and and it's just it's just it's it's, it's it almost seems like criminal how useful it is <laughs> i like that's awesome man. like like really and it's just yeah it's just it's just a joy really like yeah man like who, who'd have thought i was just like it's just it's just crazy to me that people can um people people can enjoy me playing games people want to see me make games it's really it, it, yeah. it, it's really changed because, like, prior to this, 
um, when I was just full-time devving, you know, it was, I mean, I didn't realize it at the time, but it was like, it was great to be creative and productive and driven, but like, they can also get really dark, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, you're just grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding and not giving yourself like a, a good break, but you know, you, now you've got to, now it's your responsibility to stop and play games <laughs> <laughs> and continue yeah. through things. And, you know, now you're sharing your incomplete project with other people who are looking forward to it being done. And it just, everything has just been recontextualized. And it's like, I might be like poor as dirt and I might be grinding hard, but I'm actually having the time of my life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's so cool. Like, cause like I said before, I work in IT and yeah. IT is fine. You know, it pays the bills and it's not like bad pay or anything, but um, I'd love to do what you're doing. And it's that same thing where you got to kind of, it's like, do you want to do the thing that's going to make you happy and potentially not make very much money? Or do you want to do the thing that like, you know, leads a pretty comfortable life, but you don't really enjoy it for 40 hours a week? <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, well, it's a, I, it's a, yeah. no, no, yeah, 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 totally. But I mean, you know, that's like, that's the thing. Like I had like a good, um, like things just kind of lined up for me that way, or maybe it's part of my personality that got there. Like I didn't have a lot of responsibilities, didn't have like to need to pay for a house, you know, didn't have a significant other that I would be taking time away from. Right. And so I'm like, all right, before I really get into all that stuff, it was like, let's take one good solid crack <laughs> at all of this and it was it's it's mind-blowing really um i feel like just you you, you uh, reaching my full po- potential as as far as outputting and if i have all the time in the world to do something it's like what can i accomplish you know if only temporarily and it's like at least at least i know now at least i know you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a great That's way so of looking cool, at dude. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. I gotta ask because I, you know, I've been stalking your Twitter while we're sitting here uh, talking, and <laughs> uh, I saw that you uh, recently saw Solo, uh, <laughs> which I'm like a huge, I'm a huge Star Wars fanboy, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know about about you. I liked it, but what you know, what were your thoughts on it? So Solo is actually my favorite movie of the new Star Wars. Like Yes. Yeah, like as far as what I want from a Star Wars movie, like I'm not a super huge fan. I'm pretty casual, right? Sure. But it was just like when I watch Star Wars, I really just want something with a, a touch of character focus, some good action scenes, and um like 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 cool worlds to visit and i mean it it had solo it followed solo through and i thought i thought they did quite a few things really good with it because like the general complaints about star wars will be like oh they went to this planet like out of the way from the main story and we spent like 10 hours looking at these weird creatures doing like a dance number and that wasn't really even necessary (laughs) but like solo was really good about uh, all, all that sort of stuff. It's like, oh, it had that, but it didn't stay on that for too long, and it kind of got back to what you cared about, and it got back to that. And then it was like, I didn't, I didn't really have any complaints. But there was one thing that threw me off, and like that could be a spoiler for people, but like, I guess when the helmet is taken off, I would say, like, I was oh, like, yeah. why is the camera sticking on the person under the helmet so much? That's a little. I, I mean, I get it. I okay, <laughs> but um, yeah. But other than that, like, I I didn't have any complaints about Solo. Yeah, man. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, I love what they do. It like in terms of it, it was just nice. It didn't take itself too seriously, but just felt like really authentic at the same time. And and you know, I, my favorite of the new Star Wars movies is Rogue One. In fact, that's my favorite Star Wars movie. And you know, mm-hmm. again, I'm a huge nerd for it, but Rogue One <laughs> blew me away. And then I thought yeah, I thought Solo was like thoroughly enjoyable. Like I can't wait to go see it. Like I went with my brother, and I came back and told mm-hmm. my wife about it. And she's like, "All right, I guess I'll go see it again." I'm like, "Yes, round two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I was fine with it. It was funny too because I like so so. 
when a new like Star Wars like well when a new thing comes out like for a big series right like there will be a core fan base that's very upset and then <laughs> yeah. I was like Solo came out and I was like okay well let me go look around and I want to see who's uh like what are they mad about this time right <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I, I couldn't I couldn't find a solid I mean aside from I guess they didn't like the casting of the actor for Han Solo but aside from like that like I couldn't really find complaints this time and then I yeah. went in and I was like yeah yeah I was I was happy <laughs> yeah the complaints I saw were that, yeah the casting but also like we just had a Star Wars movie <laughs> <laughs> like shut up <laughs> Yeah, that's we true. It has only been six months, but uh, yeah. it, I mean, whatever. Like for for me, we could have a Star Wars movie every month, and I'd go see it every time. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it wasn't like the best, you know, I'd still be into it. So I don't know. <laughs> well, that's that's definitely yeah. But I mean, you know, that's a that's a thing. A core fan base that'll be upset. But I mean, that's a great thing because I get to talk to a lot of the upset core fan bases on Twitch, right? And and yeah, people mad about. Well, I guess I was mad about Final Fantasy, late recent Final Fantasies and whatnot. But um, yeah, like I mean, I just like picking people's brain. I like seeing what's what's happening in there. And it was uh, but yeah, with Solo, I mean, all all golden. Nice, <laughs> all golden. Cool. Um, we are getting close to being a, uh, at the end of the time, but I wanted to ask a couple things. Um, do you have a favorite game, and have you played it on Twitch before? I so so my favorite game has gotten kind of funny lately. <laughs> it, well, it's been weird. So so it was actually the first game I streamed on Twitch. Uh, Nights into Dreams, the the Saturn old Saturn game, where uh, they recently released it on Steam. Or the HD remaster. Um, it's it's about flying. Like it's probably the closest you can get to Cherry, without without being Cherry. Ah. And um, like I adored that game. I never had a Saturn, right? I went Nintendo sixty four back back with my allowance and my brother's allowance back at that time, which was a wiser decision. <laughs> Panned yeah. out very well. <laughs> but I was always dying to play that game. And um, so finally, it got released on Steam, and um, you know, I played it. It was good. I had a good time. I loved the environment, the aesthetic, and all that, the flight and whatnot. But it's weird now that I've made Cherry, um, where I was able to make go beyond that and make exactly the flying game I wanted to. And now it's kind yeah. of like, oh, well, now that that's handled, um. What, 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 how, I'm not sure how I feel about it anymore. <laughs> it's like emotionally it got pushed out, so I have to figure out. I have to figure out my <laughs> my new. Favorite. So what you're saying is Cherry is your favorite no, game. No, I can't. I can't say that. I can't. That's too big of me. That's too big of me. Right? Like you can uh, say it. We won't judge. Maybe maybe Yoshi's Island. Maybe Yoshi's Island will go up now. I don't think I'll ever make. Well, that's not true because I'm aiming for that too. Like that is a that game is mad science. That game is mad science. It's crazy how dense it is with mechanics and yeah. just every level is different and it was just it was on a level like I always loved it but but I went back and you know, I combed through a lot of old platforms and whatnot when I started deving and I was like, let's let's fine tooth study this. And then with Yoshi's Island, I was like, this this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And I was like, and you can't even make, and that's a game you can't even make until your audience has like years of experience with the games leading up to that. Because like you hand that to somebody as their first Mario game and they're not going to be able to do it. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's too much. <laughs> like, so maybe, maybe that has the spot now. <laughs> nice. Yeah. The nights into dreams. I, didn't remember the title, but as soon as I put it in to yeah. Google, I remember this from way back. As I never soon as played you see it, it, but I, yeah, yeah. As soon as I see it, I think of Cherry. So, you know, <laughs> props yeah, on you, as, man. As soon as you see it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, my other question is: Do you have any recommendations uh, for people who are new to game development? Yeah, and also for people who are thinking about streaming on Twitch, because I know it's kind of intimidating to start. Like I kind of teetered for quite a few months before I started doing it. And uh, I've definitely gone through like 
I don't want to say dips of depression, but like when you first start, it's hard, man. So do you have any tips for people new to both of those aspects? Yeah, mess up. (laughs) (laughs) Mess up. Like you, you, like, so it's one thing. I think that, I think about it this way back from uh, the creative writing days where um, you got a blank page, right? And that page if that page stays blank you're safe you've never made any mistakes you've never been hurt by any sort of failure but you've also never done anything you know you didn't do anything like so of course you didn't fail right it's like you you got to be you got to be willing to um to dive in like you know and you 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 can only control so much of what's going to happen but you can at least see you know, you can at least see if you like it. You can at least see if people feel it. You can at least see if you can figure out if you can really do this or do more with it. Like, you know, just, uh, just try, you know? That's <laughs> mm-hmm. how I feel about how I feel about all of it. That's how I feel about life, right? Just, just try. Yeah, yeah man. Just try. Yeah, man. Well, well cool. Uh, last thing before we finish up is, uh, do you have any links you want to share with people for how they can get in touch with you maybe check out your game um anything that we can share with our audience to you know bring some support to you yeah and and we can plug these all on the on the show notes too so people can click on them and stuff like that oh yeah totally so uh my twitch for sure that's just uh twitch tv um that's josh is my my twitch name and then um on twitter I'm Josh Chu with two U's <laughs> at the end, <laughs> like because somebody else already has. It's not the most original name in the world, but 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 uh, <laughs> I didn't expect to be using it for anything, right? And uh, Cherry will have a, a Steam page soon. Um, I'll get that to you guys. I'm, I'm I've almost got that got that up, and those would probably be the the big three main things. So. Oh, yeah. Cool man. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Once uh, once you get a little farther along, let us know how we can help you. We we appreciate you being on the podcast. It's been fun watching you on Twitch for the last you know six eight months, however long I watched you. Yeah man. Um, so thanks so much for being on here. It's been a blast. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, yeah like yeah. I said, if we can do anything to support you, let us know. We're happy to try and help. Yeah, and honestly too, like if you know when you release the game and you know see how it's all doing, if you want to come back and talk about you know, releasing the game and how that's going. And if you learn anything, just hit us up, man. We'd be happy to have you back. Cause this was a lot of oh, fun. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, no, this is, this is totally fun. <laughs> this is a good time, you guys. <laughs> well, and it's funny too, because like, I can tell you got that. Rhett and I talk about like the podcasting chops. Yeah. The muscles. Like, you have it. Yeah. You have them down from all your Twitch streaming, dude. Like you fit right in, man. <laughs> oh, and it totally builds, it totally builds you up. I mean, that's, that's a, like, you just, I feel like everything you get to do is just gains, right? All the Twitch streaming is just like six, 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 eight hours of talking and then just whoo, buffing up. I could, I could ramble on so, so much longer, but, yeah. but, uh, it's the best though. Uh, you come yeah, back from a social yeah, event and you're like, oh no, did I let anybody else talk? They asked me one question. <laughs> 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 oh, no, totally. it, it's, it's so funny too because like i'm so either or right it's either like it's either like I'm, I'll, I'll really be listening and letting everybody else talk but once I, that motor gets running it's just kind of yeah. like oh it's just everything's gonna spill out now <laughs> yeah i'm the same way it takes me a little while to like feel comfortable to start talking and then once i once i start talking i'm like going going into like the human condition (laughs) (laughs) dude like i've i've been on rants like that and i've just fallen asleep at like 3 a.m at at somebody's somebody's couch and then i just wake up and they're just like man you were just like going on and on and then i was like wait wait and then you fell asleep on the couch i was like oh (laughs) okay Uh, that's amazing dude Uh, dude. Uh, yeah man alright well again man we appreciate it Um, Rhett what are our links how people can get in touch with us yeah guys uh, you can hit us up we're at twitter at gamedevsquest brand new thing as of well well not as of today I guess according to the podcast schedule. But anyway, we got gamedevsquest.com up and running if you want to uh, hit us up on there you can find all the podcast episodes there 
as well as a handy dandy button that'll take you right to our itch.io page for the up and coming one mechanic game jam at the end of June. So if you want to sign up, go to gamedevsquest.com, follow the links, and uh, you can sign up there. Uh, you guys can also email us, gdq at airpodcast.com. You know, let us know, uh, you know, how we're doing, all that sort of stuff. Um, also, join the Discord, yes. bit.ly forward slash gdq discord. Join the Discord, say hi. And if you feel like financially supporting the podcast, you can do so by buying yourself a really cool new bundle off of humblebundle.com. Humble uh, bit.ly forward slash gdq hyphen humble, humble. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anything you buy there goes to support us a little bit but no worries if not we're happy to be here anyway also make sure to check out josh chu on twitch follow all his links in the show notes give him support he's a really cool guy absolutely so happy he's here absolutely thanks again josh we cannot wait to yeah. have you back man oh yeah absolutely yeah thanks for having me on guys it's great of course yeah man well i think that does it for this week so thanks for tuning in guys uh cue that music Oh, yeah.